Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, This is very different. And if you aren't into it, that's okay. But it is something I'm trying and working on. I have a bigger project in the works, but I wanted to do something fun and silly. This piece is pure fiction and it's pure satire. It's meant to be sarcastic. So keep that in mind. I was inspired by my own life. I, outside of this podcast, I work at a school and I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So please, without further ado, enjoy by peace, the Anti-Santa Coalition Committee by me. Enjoy and Merry Christmas, everybody. Anti-Santa Coalition Committee, written and performed by Sarah McLaughlin, born Sarah Pinkisman. Application to Sunny Days Secular Preschool. Page 9. Child Traits. Please use this page to fill in anything interesting or special we should know about your precious little one. Child Name. Sweet Quinoa, that is her first name, not a term of endearment. If I had a nickel for every time someone thought Quinoa was her first name, well, I could probably pay your exorbitant tuition costs with that. <laughs> Description Sweet Quinoa is an aptly named sweet baby angel that has never done a thing wrong in her life. By the time she was two, she was requesting Beethoven symphonies from Alexa and she still, at age four, has never been exposed to that lazy parenting tool, screen time. Who do I want raising my child? The nanny I hired and background checked and pay under the table so she can support her family in Honduras? Or some pedophiles posing as parents and educators on YouTube, right? Uh Uh-huh, I joke. We all know that the internet is the quickest way to a deviant and lazy child. Our SQ is neither of these things, and no Elmo or Porky Peppa Pig can change that. After all, teaching a child that monsters and talking pigs exist is certain to confuse them, muddle their minds, and even just make them lazy creative types who end up smoking dope and applying for art school because they didn't score high enough on their PSATs and never bothered with the SATs. No, 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 we cannot have that. You might be wondering, who applies for a new preschool four months into the school year? What kind of ill-prepared miscreant of a mother hasn't had their child firmly enrolled in an elite institution by the time their fetus is in his third trimester? Not me. Certainly not. No. Sadly, this is a measure of extreme desperation. (laughs) I mean, we're sure your school's fine, Uh, but due to the heinous behavior of the school we enrolled our quinoa in when she was just barely a sprout... (laughs) We enrolled our precious girl at A-plus Academy after many months of rigorous paperwork, interviews, and even some surprise home inspections. We were accepted with flying colors, as we knew we would be, and felt over the moon to be placing our future congresswoman slash astronaut slash hedge fund manager in the premier preschool of the entirety of Salmon County. 
You can imagine how bereft we were to have had to take her out of school just four months into her scholarly career after being compelled to leave by very weak legal threats. Make no mistake about it, we were already on our way out and that school simply wants to save face for the awful crimes that they have committed against me and sweet quinoa, of course. My heart is broken, of course, to have had to take her away from her best friends, Augustine Symphony and Beauregard Apple. Oh, but those two simply aren't enough reason to allow my sweet and precious quinoa cake to remain one minute longer at such a nightmarish facility. Incidentally, I am no longer allowed on their campus, which is laughable. <laughs> As though I would wish to return. Where was I? Oh, it all began with the Santa stickers. Now I'm no Grinch, but forgive me for being outraged that my child was assumed to be a part of this satanic make-believe tradition in which parents gaslight their children into believing that an obese man with a substance abuse issue we all know what snow really means, Santa, and the conspiracy that Coca-Cola started in order to get our children to use cocaine won't work here. Simply waltz down into our pristine Williams-Sonoma fireplace, exhibit unscathed from the flames, hmm, so now we know why the name Santa is an anagram for the name Satan, and shower our children with the dirty, COVID-covered packages. So suffice it to say, I was deeply shocked at pickup that day to see my poor innocent daughter now branded with a ghoulish looking Santa face, its manipulative grin just leering out at me from smack dab in the middle of her Kate Spade pinafore dress. Poor sweetie was so traumatized that I had to rip the sticker off of her dress. She cried the whole way home. Shame on you, Miss Dinkle. Shame, shame, shame. I decided the next day to give Miss Dinkle a second chance. Though, I don't know how a trained preschool teacher could miss any single nuance about each and every student's family's personal beliefs and preferences at home. Should we have to spell it out for them? I'm sorry, I'm too busy spelling my name on all of those hefty tuition checks. <laughs> we are vegan non-denominational home that likes to exchange meditation guides, good karma, and gluten and sugar-free food at Christmas. Not harmful fairy tales like Santa or Scrooge. We are honest with our children. The toys are made in sweatshops, not a magical land of snow and hot chocolate. We find that our children much more enjoy receiving a challenging science text, a designer outfit, or a donation to their college fund, or a missionary trip. Then some shiny and breakable item like a tablet or a Paw Patrol toy manufactured in India by a child younger than them. <laughs> Our oldest, Lufred now, that's wonderful spelled backwards. Don't you love it? Of course we chose it first and now all of our friends want to copy us. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Lufred now understands our values and even came to his first anti-Santa coalition protest this year. We are so proud of our Lufred now! A-plus Academy, however, does not understand, so I simply went into the classroom that morning to quickly and kindly 
help Miss Dinkle and her director, Miss Falcrest, comprehend this very simple concept. I did this instead of doing the usual drop-off line. <laughs> Those teachers are so slow anyways, it's more like a drop back into sleep line. What are they even doing? <laughs> Which I assure you is not outside of the rules of the school. Well, I'll tell you, I was so polite to these ladies. I took time out of my busy morning, I missed a microdermabrasion for this, to help them at their jobs, and I was treated as though I were the wicked witch of the West Coast. Ugh. They didn't even so much as thank me, even though I know I am revolutionizing their approach on education because I am an activist for my children. Yes, that's right. I get loud and I'm proud to pick it against the injustices we are facing this day and age. Like, for instance, teachers working from home. Excuse me, but I never had to see my teachers clad in skimpy cheap pajamas and at-home backup nerd glasses through a screen. It's traumatizing enough to see what outfits their staff wear inside their own homes, but to also witness a classroom teacher sitting in their own sparse living room? Teachers' personal lives should be neither seen nor heard. How disgusting. I would never want my children to know that their teachers exist outside the school walls. To do so is so inappropriate. Frankly, I'm thinking of requesting a refund. After all, how hard is it to Zoom for some kids in your pajamas? <laughs> I digress. I would certainly expect that your school does not employ such restrictive and censorship-based protocol. I'll be sure to speak to the superintendent about that. And no, no, no. Need to thank me, teachers. I'm here for the cause. <laughs> After all, the stress and judgment that is put onto those of us that have chosen our dutiful roles as wealthy, non-working mothers with a strict Peloton protocol and a very important role on the Committee for Communities Against Clowns, why it is simply atrocious. I swear it should be illegal. I can hardly open my Facebook account without being assaulted by images of unmanicured Karens hawking their working mother propaganda. What should be illegal, as a matter of fact, is posting a selfie without makeup and a proper haircut. These women, these working moms, have no idea how hard it is to truly keep up this level of piety and perfection. How dare we be shamed for having eight times the yearly income of the average American family? We have it, so we obviously deserve it. End of story. My goodness, what's next? Should I apologize for my naturally silky chestnut brown hair without a stitch of gray in it? Thank you very much. I don't think so. God has blessed me with unimaginable natural beauty, and it is the fair and Christian thing to do to praise and honor God's natural miracles. Just as I honor this holiday, which means I also honor the religious traditions surrounding it, it is imperative that I express extreme regret over the decisions I made, but was not really in control of, under the influence of an enticing, mirthless deviant, alcohol. I fell 
helplessly into the grips of a tempting Shibli at the cute little wine bar near the academy before pickup time occurred because I simply needed a moment of relief from the tension and aggressive cheerfulness of that school, that place, and those kids. It was not me, no, no, not me at all, who ordered another nine ounce pour, who switched from white to red, such a no-no, didn't we learn that in a sorority days, ladies? <laughs> and who, without realizing it was inadvisable by my doctor, had a teeny tiny Xanax out of my purse and had to wash it down with whatever was nearby. In this case, a mediocre Shiraz that I insisted on not paying for because it was clearly not a vintage 2010 as claimed. It was not me that did these things because I could not bear to pick up sweet quinoa with a straight face one more time. In the face of the holiday festival, I knew I was doomed to encounter I could barely stomach. The idea of seeing all of those leering Santas, those Lyme disease-ridden reindeer, and the giggling group of 13 to 15-year-old gymnastic students dressed up as skanky little elves with some very suggestive glitter placement. No, it was not me. It was the devil working through the serpent, known to us as Satan's sauce, the devil's booze, the wine. What happened next was a tragedy, a freak accident that cannot be blamed on any one person, most especially me. It is partially blurry and also partially confidential due to a pending legal case that is absurd and is only perpetuated because of the local journalists at the Sam and Son Times having nothing else to report on. Oh, I thought the world was in political turmoil and we should pay attention to that, perhaps? <laughs> you may have seen an abhorrent and fictional version of the events published two mornings ago by the Times and written by known pillhead and gossip Kathleen Gimble. The title alone is smut. Naughty mom ruins haughty school display. Well, I never. In a heinous excerpt from this laughable piece of millennial journalism, Miss Gimble, who I happened to attend high school with and whom I most certainly stumbled upon in the band room closet half naked with the school mascot Ellen Pinto, while I was simply searching for the trumpets our band director had agreed to let us use for the processional at my Sweet Sixteen celebration. Ugh, my eyes and brain have never recovered from that tangle of sweaty nerd humping. The alleged hate crime is described as such. Excerpt from the Salmon Sun Times. On the afternoon of Wednesday, December 22nd, at approximately 30 minutes post the release of A-plus Academy's younger classes, one Miss Aspeth von Agerlich left the school's holiday fair, a plethora of joy and tinsel, heartwarmingly infused with the lovely smells of cinnamon and cocoa. After a brief confrontation with one Miss Maggie Parsnip, the PTA chairwoman, bystanders reported hearing Mrs. Agerlich yelling, Santa is Satan, while attempting to rip the luminous Merry Christmas garland from the front of the ticket booth. Miss Parsnip was seen blocking Mrs. Agerlich with her body before she was flung by Mrs. Agerlich's flailing arms into the nearby Christmas punch bowl. Mrs. Agerlich then proceeded to make her way to the center of the festivities, a gazebo adorned in big shining candy cane shaped lights and displayed in its center a nativity featuring the Holy Family alongside Mr. and Mrs. Claus 
Robert F. Stickyug, the A-plus Academy dean, told the Salmon Times that this was his new take on the nativity and was inspired by the, quote, increase in attention to diversity, end quote. Upon seeing the display, Mrs. Agerlich was seen standing still, suddenly silent, and then abruptly turning around and marching quickly out of the fair. Assuming Mrs. Agarlick had decided to excuse herself following the outburst, perhaps out of embarrassment, the fair goers went back to their business. Miss Parsnip changed into a nearby nutcracker costume that had been left behind by one of the Salmon Square players, and all appeared to be well. That was until Mrs. Agerlich was seen turning her moving vehicle, a 2025 Tesla Django tank, a model never yet seen by anyone besides our lucky community and Elon Musk himself, as Mrs. Agerlich was eager for us to know after the incident occurred, towards the crowd admiring the diversity nativity display. Baby Jesus himself must have blessed us on this day because it is a true miracle that only one person was injured. Pat, over from the deli, and she's okay. She mostly scraped her elbow trying to grab a video. When Mrs. Agerlich drove her vehicle smack dab into and then completely over the entirety nativity display and gazebo. After the attack, Mrs. Agerlich was seen parking her vehicle on top of Santa's now mangled body and bursting into tears at the wheel. Her daughter, Sweet Quinoa, was found huddled beneath the manger and clutching the baby Jesus, which had both been flung out of the gazebo space upon impact. Okay. Okay. There was an accident. But does this article mention that I was only going 5 to 15 miles an hour? Does it mention that the gazebo in question was actually quite of an eyesore already and clearly crumbled under the slightest of impact? If anything, I've done this city a favor by providing a free bulldozing job. You're welcome, taxpayers. Additionally, I see Kathleen has never heard the word allegedly, despite being allotted the task of writing up my alleged hate crime. The only person I hate, the person that triggered me, oh yes, I said it, is Santa. Santa should be on trial, not me. And I know that someday my sweet quinoa salad and luscious now will be proud of the lengths to which their tireless mother would go to protect them. I assure you, good people, that this is not a representation of our family, of sweet quinoa, or of myself. We are a joy of a family, and we are certain that you will see that our outstanding accomplishments and impressive stock holdings and tax returns clearly outweigh the measly significance of one tiny incident. Sincerely, the Argerlich family. P.S. When you get a chance, can we chat about prorating our rate for the weeks we will be wintering in Aspen? Thanks so much. Toodles! Mwah.